Last summer, Todd and Carrie Minturn took their two young children on the road trip of a lifetime. They went all throughout the western United States, visiting 12 national parks and national monuments, immersing themselves and their children in wild spaces. In our conversation, Todd and I talk about what nature has taught him about things like innocence, creativity, and problem-solving. The natural world has been deeply part of Todd's life, and he and his wife are intentional about inviting their children into experiences of nature. There's a lot of richness in this conversation, and it reminded me of one of my favorite poets, Mary Oliver, who consistently returns to the theme of the way that the natural world engages imagination and creativity. I think her poem called Of What Surrounds Me communicates this well, and it goes like this. Whatever it is I'm saying, I always need a leaf or a flower, if not an entire field. As for sky, I'm so wildly in love with each day's inventions, cool blue or cat gray or full of the ships of clouds. I simply can't say whatever it is I'm saying without at least one sky full. That leaves water, a creek or a well, river or ocean. It has to be there for the heart to be there for the pen to be poised, for the idea to come. Now, lots of folks are taking family trips that involve camping or hiking or being outside, and I hope this conversation with Todd invites you to reflect on what may really be happening in those experiences, happening deeply within yourself and deeply within your children. Thanks for listening to Parenting Reimagined. This is Parenting Reimagined, a place where the conversation goes beyond what we do as parents, and we take the time to consider what parenting teaches us, how it transforms us, and what being parents means for the landscape of our inner lives. I am Sherry Walling. Would you begin by introducing yourself and saying a little bit about your family? I would love to. So my name is Todd Minturn, and I am married to my lovely wife, Carrie. And we've been married for almost 10 years now. We're celebrating our 10th anniversary this summer. And uh, we have two children. Uh, Bryce is uh, six and a half, and uh, Cody is just a little bit over four. I work with uh, InterVarsity Christian Fellowship with a part of InterVarsity called the Fresno Institute for Urban Leadership. I've been a program director here for the last 10 plus years and uh, more recently moved into a role as the FIFO uh, assistant director. And uh, I love that title because it doesn't really mean anything. It just kind of, I think, lets me do what I want to do, which I love uh, working on with folks on spiritual formation kinds of things. Also um, thinking about issues of uh, cross-cultural relationship and cross-cultural relating. I love that um, being a director or assistant director is code for do anything that you want. <laughs> I, <laughs> I feel like maybe I'm in the wrong job. Think, yeah, you look, look for an assistant title to something and, uh, yeah, some freedom with that. <laughs> well, you have two young sons. Would you say a little bit about what 
maybe you have especially enjoyed about being a father? There's plenty of life and activity in our household with them around. One of the things I really enjoy is just is their connection to spirit. Uh, I feel like they, they live out of their essence, out of who they really are, uh, at least so far uh, in life anyway. Uh, it's interesting, though. Bryce is six and a half, as I mentioned, and he is especially, I think, in the process of leaving the garden. Uh, gaining, he's gaining a knowledge of good and evil that will shape him uh, for good and for bad for the rest of his life. And I think uh, there are parts of who he is, the parts that he is and will be uh, discovering that he finds unacceptable to himself uh, or perhaps to us as parents or to the world. Um, and he's in the process of tucking those things away in a little black bag that we all carry um, and I think it's something that Carl Jung named the shadow. And uh, it's a fascinating process to watch and to learn from as they grow up and, in a sense, leave the garden and enter the world. And uh, it's, yeah, there's just so much that's going on there. So, But especially their, their connection to spirit, uh, to the essence and reality of life, uh, it's such a joy uh, and such a gift, and I, I love it. So you do a lot of observing and kind of reflecting on what you see in their development as they're going through these pretty significant and deep phases of growth. I do, and I think that's where being the introvert probably uh, comes into play for me. So lots of observation and reflecting on things. And of course, I like reading and learning about these kinds of topics and things as well. But they're not just books anymore. They are my living children and um the things I've been kind of reading and learning about in my own spiritual journey are becoming practical and real to me through, through my kids. So they show me lots of things about myself as well. Ways in which I'm being healed uh, from some of my childhood wounds uh, and also ways in which I still live out of my woundedness. And I think, unfortunately, I'm passing more of that along to them than I would, that I would like. Um, but also places where this is just an invitation for me to me for more growth. So last summer, you and your family went on a big adventure to see a number of national parks. Mm-hmm. And since it's summer again, um, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that trip. Would you say just a bit about where you went and what you did? Yes. Well, we had the privilege uh, in being on staff with InterVarsity of being able to take a six-month sabbatical. So that created some space for us. And we took a two-month journey that took us to visit many friends and family across the country last summer, but also through 12 national parks and monuments. And uh, we just had a delightful time. One of the things that I really enjoyed was the unhurried time that we had in nature with camping and exploring the incredible places that we got to see and experience. You mentioned that you went to 12 yes. national monuments or national parks. Can you can you list them real quick? <laughs> I can. Yeah, we uh, passed through the Craters of the Moon, uh, which is in Idaho, uh, the Grand Tetons and Yellowstone uh, in Wyoming. And then as we headed east from there, we uh, passed through Mount Rushmore and spent a little bit of time there, uh, and also at the Badlands in South Dakota. And then as we made our way back west, we entered uh, Utah and hit the national parks there. First of all, Arches and Canyon Lands. And then from there, we dipped back into Colorado and the Mesa Verde National Park, and then back into Utah through Capitol Reef, 
the Grand Staircase National Monument, Bryce Canyon, and Zion. When I was six years old, my family went on a two-week trip. Kind of, We didn't go as far toward the Midwest then, but we stayed mostly in the West. But a six-week trip that circled through a bunch of these national parks in the West. And that, that was one of those experiences as a child, I think, that really formed me and, and shaped me. And, uh, and I still have some fairly concrete memories of some of those places uh, that we went to as a child, uh, even now. Um, I had an opportunity to take about a six-week trip on my own in uh, 2011, and I kind of traveled some of that same loop or that same circle that I did with my parents and reconnected with some of those places, and that was, again, very significant for me to reconnect with those as an adult. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then now this trip with my boys, in which we followed, again, not exactly, but some of the same path and some of the same places, introducing them to places that feel like have left a stamp on my soul and a stamp on who I am. And it's just a, a, a delight to introduce my boys uh, to that. And then just the variety of, of animals and creatures that we got to experience and to watch our boys' reaction to those. Some they're drawn to and some they're frightened of. Our boys collected junior ranger badges at almost all of these parks along the way. So so some of it wasn't even so much about the nature or the experience. It was really about getting the badge. And uh, that was a very fun Collecting. Thing. Yes, it was. And they, they still have a, a chest full and a treasure box full of all their, their badges. What were some of your favorite experiences on that trip with your children? Like where where there was that great combination of parenting and kids mm. and this amazing natural space. Yeah. When we, we camped for seven days in the Grand Tetons, we got a premier campsite just by showing up at the, the right time, I guess, or um, just how it worked out. But um, it was a campsite that was actually surrounded in these, all these bushes, by all these bushes filled with caterpillars. And we learned eventually that they were tent caterpillars. They built these little tents, and they crawl in them at night, and then they're out and active in the day. And they were everywhere. They were in our tent. They were all over our food box and everything like that. And all of our, our boys, of course, too. So they would pick them up and take them places in their toy cars and just whatever. And so that was just a fun thing. And uh, they just they loved the caterpillars, and they named the first caterpillar, Milky. I'm not even sure why. And then pretty soon all the caterpillars became named Milky. So that was a delightful, one delightful experience. So beyond kind of fun adventures and playing with caterpillars uh-huh. and just the, the fun that comes with nature, um, I'm wondering maybe on a deeper level why it's been so important for you to spend time in nature with your children. Yes, yes. That's something that I've uh, been learning about and reading about and reflecting on a lot uh, with my kids and as part of my own journey. So there's a, yeah, there's a few thoughts I have uh, about that. So um, I really want for them to be in contact with raw beauty, with creativity, and the power of creation. Um, I just think this helps them to be and to stay 
fully alive. And so I want them to experience that. And I think nature is a great place for them to feel what it's like to be alive and to experience the aliveness of nature and wild animals and things like that around them. So I want them to uh, experience, experience that. And I also want them to know that, that they themselves are a living and vital part of creation, that they and we are not separate from it, but we're connected with it and part of it. We're dependent every day with every breath upon the natural world around us. And I, I want them to grow up aware of uh, and in touch with this connection. So that's another important thing. And then um, also, I just think that nature, nature fires their imagination. Uh, as they watch and sometimes try to imitate the birds or the caterpillars, milky, uh, or other animals, uh, I think it just, yeah, it fires their imagination in new and fun ways. And um, I just, I think our future is dependent upon great imaginations that can picture new realities and new solutions to our current problems. And so I just want to foster this imagination in my boys. And I think that nature does that naturally. Are there things that you and your wife do that are, I guess, designed to help support your boys as they engage with nature? I guess it's a, it's a weird question maybe, but yeah. do you just sort of set them loose or are there things that you are doing that are consciously or intentional to help them interact with the natural world in these deeper ways that you're talking about? Mm-hmm. Well, actually, I, I think that kind of the lack of structure is maybe one of the best things, perhaps. So they have a natural curiosity and capacity for play that just takes over when they're in the natural world. And uh, whether that's our backyard or at the ocean or in the mountains, they, they have the capacity to engage and to play. And, and I think they're, they're learning from that and just being present to it. And so creating space and opportunities for them to, to really play without our guiding it or supervising it or whatever is, is probably at least at this age, one of the, the biggest things. And I think we certainly like to uh, to give them that opportunity as much as we can. And I, I do think that structured things that we sometimes do, too, are helpful, things like going hiking or you know, learning about plants and animals. But I just especially love the, the unstructured time they get and think that's probably one of the most important things. Their, their spirits know how to connect with God's spirit in nature, actually, I think more readily than mine. And uh, I think that this is where they actually can help me to engage in the natural natural world. They're being interested in and attentive to whatever whatever they get interested in, and that that's actually helpful for me. That's uh, that's one of the questions that I wanted to ask you, and, and maybe um, we can elaborate on that a little bit. I wonder sure. if being a father or, or encountering these wild places or natural places through your children or with your children if that's reshaped your experience of it we went into our trip i i went in you know i love the beauty of the grand you know the the, the grand landscape of the, the grand tetons and bryce canyon and kind of the big picture things and the things that really fascinated my boys were were the were the details the little things the the caterpillars crawling through our campsite and in our tent and everywhere or the the squirrel that darts into our tent and then the boy, you know, Bryce screams and, and chases it out and, you know, they, the dirt, uh, the water and the dirt and the mud and the little, you know, whatever they can make with that right there in our campsite. Really, that was what fascinated them. The rocks at the seashore or the, 
the lakeshore. Um, and uh, that was good. I, I, I loved the kind of the grand landscape and the big picturesque scenery, but but they also drew me into some of the, the minutiae, the smaller details too. And that was, that was really fun. Their engagement in nature and then my own, um, it's helping me to see uh, how connected I am, how connected we all, we all are. I've heard someone somewhere, they've described our existence as the web of life. And uh, I think for me, nature helps me to see and get in touch uh, with with these connections and so um yeah that's that's been important for me and, and the, my kids are in some ways a doorway to that for me their curiosity their interest their attentiveness to things uh, helps me to to do that as well and to see the connections that exist there it sounds like your experience of the natural real world really does draw you into these sort of deep existential realities yeah. about be, being and, and being connected and mm-hmm. um, really what it means to be alive and feel alive. And I guess I'm wondering how nature has has shaped your sense of spirituality or, or faith even more formally. I'm aware and growing in my awareness that a tree uh, and a rock and a squirrel are things that are, are in touch with their soul. Uh, with who or what they were uniquely created to be. And that um, spending time with these other than humans in nature uh, helped me to learn about my soul, helped me to learn about who I am uniquely created to be and what my unique place uh, is in this world. There is just this journey I'm on of, of learning that that nature has so much to teach me about who I am and kind of my place in this world. Nature is really growing in its influence upon my spirituality and who, who I am becoming. And I enjoyed a lot of time in nature through backpacking and camping and things like that as a kid with my family. We did some wonderful things uh, together when I was growing up. And I think that really planted some of these seeds and roots in me. Um, and I was always, I've always been drawn to nature and love that, but there hasn't necessarily been a cognitive awareness of why that draw is there, what the significance is. And I think some of the things I'm learning now and the ways I'm growing in my spirituality are, are um, putting words to that, helping me to articulate the importance of nature and actually specifically what I can learn from nature about myself and my place in this world. It's really an interesting idea that you're talking about this idea that it's the these non-human entities, these non-human souls have helped bring you more deeply into your humanness. Like non-humans are mentoring you in humanness uh, in, in a way. In some ways I think yeah, they are. I think I mean if you am picking an animal kind of any animal that that animal knows how to be what it was created to be a squirrel knows how to be a squirrel it just does it out of who it is and who it was created to be and it seems to know its place in this work in in its in this world and and a tree knows how to be a tree it's somehow it, it's in its dna it's in its kind of core coding it's in it it lives out of what it was given when it was born and it just it knows that and so I think yeah, there's something about that and even the capacity that these things in the natural world have to communicate with us 
maybe not so not so much verbally, but in kind of nonverbal or preverbal or deeper than verbal ways that can really help us learn about who we are. And some interesting implications for parenting then if you're if you're looking at the world around you to to know and understand its essence, mm-hmm. then you're it sounds like you're shifting in your parenting not about maybe trying to mold or shape, but to help children realize and then live out of their essence. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I want, there's obviously a course of place for guiding our children and, and helping them understand who they are. But, but I, I think that the natural world has a place in that too. And I want to create that place for them. And I think they're probably better able to read and interpret those things and connect with them at this age than, than I am. And so I just, I want to foster that and I want to see that continue to grow in them. What are you hoping that they will most take away from these moments in nature? You know, as you think about them in the course of their lives and their eventual departure from your household, mm-hmm. what, what are you trying to give them yeah, through these yeah. moments? I, I want them to know that we live <clears throat> in an immense, uh, in a fascinating and a beautiful world. And, and not just to kind of cognitively know that, but to have had experiences of that as a child, ones I think that they will probably draw upon for their entire lives. And, uh, and that they're, they're terrifying things too sometimes. And they, you know, had a, a few chances to kind of maybe get a taste of that on our trip. Um, but I want them to, to just know and fall in love with this amazing planet that we, we live on and to have a sense uh, deep down in their bones, in their being, uh, and one that I think will also become more cognitive at some point, that, that we're all connected, that we're connected to each other and we're connected in and to God. And uh, I want them to have that knowledge um, experientially and then hopefully uh, cognitively at some point. Uh, and then also I want, I want them to never lose that innocence, the innocence that right now just f- fuels their curiosity and imagination on the questions that they ask all the time. And uh, I think that being in nature can help them to do that, to hang on to that innocence and the curiosity and their imagination. Uh, and I think that nature can help us all to do that, um, or it can help us at least to maybe recapture some of that innocence and curiosity. So that's some of my hope for myself as I continue to take myself back to nature and as I take my boys there. Um, but I just I think this is cru- crucial to our hope uh, and to our future on this planet, and that's the sense of innocence and wonder and curiosity and and imagination, what the imagination can do with those things and with the realities of the material world. Yeah, that's, that's some of what I hope for for our boys and, and for myself. Well, anything else that you want to talk about about this? I asked you some questions, but mm-hmm. anything that feels unfinished or you want to explain more? or? Yeah. Hmm. I, I just feel like I'm in a place in life where my kind of in a sense of innocence and curiosity is, is being reignited. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and nature is, is playing a part of that. I don't know that, again, with, uh, without kind of some, 
some intentional work with this that I would have kind of come to this place. But now that I'm aware that nature can do that and nature is doing that, I just, I want that more and more. And I, um, I look for opportunities to, to intentionally get out into nature and to be present to what is and to spend a couple hours to sit down and kind of have a conversation or just be present to a rock and see if maybe that, that boulder has something to uh, say to me or to communicate to me. And, mm-hmm. uh, it's just yeah, opening up so many new avenues and pathways in my own faith and relationship with God, but also I think more deeply into my soul and to and into uh, a sense of kind of who I am. So you're on this journey that's then reflected in your parenting, and you're inviting your children into it too. Yeah, very much so. Um, again, I'm so grateful for the foundation that was laid with my parents and the time we spent uh, in, in nature. Uh, and I feel like I'm, I'm building upon that foundation. I am mm-hmm. uh, perhaps have a greater kind of awareness of, of some of the capacity that nature has to grow us and to teach us and to uh, invite us into to life. And so I feel like yeah, but, but that wouldn't be possible without the foundation that my parents gave me. So, so I, I'm just so grateful for that. And, and I think that, um, and I hope that I'm passing on something to my children that they will have an even greater awareness of and greater capacity to do something with than, than I've had. And so, hmm. Well, thank you for taking the time to talk with me. You're welcome. Thank you for the invitation. I'm so grateful to, to have this chance. Thank you for listening to this episode of Parenting Reimagined. If you like what you heard, visit our website, parentingreimagined.org, and sign up for our mailing list. You can also like us on Facebook. Thanks for taking the time to be part of this community of parents who's committed to learning the deeper lessons of parenting.